Hello and welcome to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my fiancé to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now and then we talk about them. I am the fiancé. And I'm Drew. Happy Halloween! Yeah, it's spooky season. Yes, it's the most spookular time of the year. Mm-hmm. It's the time where you really shine. Mm-hmm. I I like Halloween. Good. I like, you know. <laughs> you have to, you live with me. Yeah. It, you know, for me... You've just delayed my my start of Christmas season by like a few weeks. Yep. Which is good. Mm-hmm. But yes, I really like Halloween. You know, you, when the season starts to change, you get some good drinks. I like Starbucks or Costa or any cafe shop. You get your pumpkin spice. I get my <laughs> maple and you get your caramel, fix, yeah. if that's in stock for longer than a week. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know scary isn't it not yeah. just being halloween but here we are a year later we talked about zombies last year as well as carrie the musical and here we are now to talk about zombies too like where is this year gone hmm. it's just crazy yeah. and i don't know what's gonna be scarier this halloween you know us talking about zombies too or the actual world we live in I'm going to say both. <laughs> Why is Zombies 2 going to be scary? Is it going to be uh, so scary I will regret ever starting a podcast with you? I think it's going to be scary bad. <laughs> Any other kind of scary. Fair enough. Do you remember what you gave the last one? I do, because I went back and listened. Uh, I gave it two and a half stars. I okay. said that it was definitely better than High School Musical 1 mm-hmm. and possibly better than High School Musical 2. Mm-hmm. which probably was lower than High School Musical 3. Yeah. I, I just remember it being kind of like, okay. But then the songs have stuck with me. I was singing one of the songs the other day and you were like, how do you remember this? Well, yeah, definitely. So perhaps it was better than Two and a Half Stars and I was just being like the Halloween equivalent of a Scrooge or Grinch. What would that be? What What like horror monster slash figure would you put as your Halloween Scrooge slash Grinch? Probably like, I know you haven't seen Halloween Town, (laughs) but like the mum from Halloween Town, who's like anti-Halloween. Fair enough. But there's been some good stuff this Halloween. Like we really enjoyed Hocus Pocus too. Mm -hmm. Like touching on that briefly, because it has got musical moments and obviously three big musical personalities. Yeah. But that one way or another sequence might be one of the best musical sequences I've seen all year. Yeah. And that's saying something considering we watch musicals. Mm -hmm. I just had a great time. I know a lot of people don't really like Hocus Pocus too, but... I really enjoyed it. It was a good film, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest Hocus Pocus fan anyway. I think I watched it for the first time three years ago with you. Mm -hmm. I like it, don't get me wrong, but I'm not somebody who was crying out for the sequel because I've waited since 1993. Yeah, I have. I think... You haven't, you weren't born in 1993. I think it's one of the better decom... Because it is a decom, it just is. I know the first one is Hocus Pocus 2. Hocus Pocus 2 is a DCOM. I would say it's not, but by like the standards of how DCOM, like it's a Disney original movie. Yeah, but it's like, a Dom. But, it, but it's but it's a Disney plus, it's a DPOM. 
Yeah. That's what we're going to have to start calling them. It's like you've got the DCOMs for the Disney Channel and Disney Plus. It's a Disney the Plus. Yeah. But isn't it funny that, you know, it didn't go to cinemas considering... Didn't, didn't she say back with the first one, like, there's going to be a sequel? I'm starting cinemas. I, yeah. I only play in theatres. So, you know, not anymore. But I, I liked it, and they're definitely sequel baiting for a third one. Oh, for sure. Which... Because there's another black flame candle. They don't need to do another one. They don't, but I'm I'm here for it if we get another, like, one way or another sequence. Like, it's holding out for a hero. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of decoms. Yes, Zombies 2. Yes, finally that time of year again. Yes, two years after the original. This one came out in 2020. Correct. Which, like, possibly a little on the nose, considering we've been through a pandemic to have, like, a zombie thing. Mm, I don't think they were thinking about that when they made I don't it. think they were, but it's definitely, you can see with, like... It premiered in February 2020. Oh, so just before. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it came out October 2020. No. So, okay. So, Zombies 2, mm-hmm. just before the world broke. Okay, not so bad then. Because there's definitely been a decline in zombies. They were at their peak a few years ago. Yep. And I do think the pandemic's changed it. Like, obviously, The Walking Dead as well has as finished. I think we're heading back towards vampires now. When is Frankenstein going to get, like, you know, a sexy Frankenstein series? We had Twilight, you know, and we, we've had, like, the zombies, like, with warm bodies. When are we going to get, like, a sexy teen Frankenstein? I'm pretty sure there is a movie called Teen Frankenstein. Yeah, but is he sexy? Probably. That's what I want. Anyway, Zombies 2 comes out February 2020. It's Has it got the same director as High School Musical? No. Was Were they ever attached to any of the zombies? I do not believe so. So this one is Paul Hohen. As in the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire regions. Hohen. H-O-E-N. Okay. Uh, Paul Hohen worked on The Cheetah Girls, One World, Camp Rock 2, um, and then a bunch of other DCOMs like Jump In, Read It and Weep, Luck of the Irish. Literally never heard of any of these. I know. They're not ones that I'll end up showing you. So they're not musicals. They're not musicals, yeah. Can breathe a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. Outside of Camp Rock 2, we'll have to do that next, next like, July. Yeah. He also directed and produced the Disney Channel series Jonas, which was about the Jonas Brothers. Is that like a weird, like, parody autobiographical thing? You know, like, it followed their lives on tour, but it wasn't really them. They were playing fictionalised versions of themselves. Like Hannah Montana. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be here for that. That sounds Mm. interesting. I I like that sort of thing. Yeah. Most recently, he did Andy Mack, which... Was taken very well, I think, by the Disney Channel. So, Zombies 2, any replacements in the cast, or do we still have the same actors playing Zed, Addison, Bucky? So, we still have Meg Donnelly and Milo Mannheim as Addison and Zed. We have all of the original cast returning, other than them, and we gain some cast to this one. As well, we gain yes. Chandler Kinney, Pierce Joza, and Baby Ariel. And is this because they are... Wait, Baby Ariel? Yeah, that's not... That's like her stage name. Okay, I thought you meant like... I don't know. I, the, the actress who's playing Ariel in The New Little Mermaid. I thought you maybe meant 
her as a baby. No, her real name is Ariel Martin, but she's like a a TikTok cool. star. And she's called Baby Ariel. So those three that you've just said, are they our chief werewolves? Yes. Explain explain the werewolves to me. I just know that werewolves exist in this world as well now. Mm-hmm. That I, I just knew it. Like, I don't even remember if it's baited in the first one. I just know that in this, you know, zombies are accepted, but then the werewolves come in. It's like in Twilight, the end of the first one, where it's like, I leave you alone for five minutes and the wolves descend. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like the natural, you know, step up. And then the third one is aliens. But, yes. you know. Which like... you know because I went, aliens, <laughs> when I was watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I know where the alien, the alien plot line goes. So I'm intrigued to see if there's any hints to that in this. No, there's none. <laughs> well, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, because in the first one, it's all about Addison's hair and she wears a wig because, like, nobody likes difference in Seabrook mm. because of the zombies. So she, she covered her hair with a wig. And obviously the reason she's got this hair is because she's an alien. Yeah. Right? I know that. TikTok has, like, spoiled that reveal for me. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if there's going to be more of her wrestling with her identity in, in this one. This one. Mm-hmm. Like, or is that just, like, a decision that they made when they were writing the third one? I think this one and the third one, it's very much that Addison is the main character now. Okay. I think the first one, you were, Zed was supposed to be the main character, and they were dual characters, obviously. Oh, yeah, she had them talking to the audience. Addison was a bit less of a main character than Zed was, because it was all about him trying to be accepted. Yeah. Whereas accepted. In, in this one, it's uh, it's more her. And have they built it knowing that it was going to be a third one, so it's not like... Um the newer Star Wars trilogy where there were so many different people writing scripts that they kind of got like muddled and retconned. Like... No, they they decided that they were making a third one because the sequel to this was it released July 2022 and they had already planned it out. Which is what you should do. Like, yeah. So the second one came out in February of 2020 and then the third one was announced in March 2021. So a year and a bit later. Yeah. But this is the thing. It's like, obviously it's difficult, you know, when you're doing sequels because you don't know how well it's going to be received. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's kind of laughed at James Cameron for, like, not only announcing Avatar 2, but Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. Blech. Like, you know, I, but I can kind of understand that more than being like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a trilogy. But if you're doing a second one... Instinct would kind of say you'll probably get a third one to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Especially like if you follow the Empire Strikes Back formula that kind of you end in the middle of things and you're like picking up this to resolve in the next one. Same with Back to the Future 2 that you end with a hint to the third one. Yeah. But would it, am I giving a decom too much? Like, I guess... Am, am I just giving it more yeah, than it's so you're worth? adding depth to it where it doesn't need to Yeah, be. but and this is especially from Disney, who look at what happened with the new Star Wars trilogy, mm-hmm. picked up threads only to drop them, you know, because they kept having different writers. Yeah. So. So they started filming this one in May 2019, and they wrapped in July 2019. Okay. So a slightly longer filming it period. It is. And, and, and again, like you said to me, they probably also were in rehearsals for a lot longer before that for the set pieces. Exactly. Uh, filmed in Toronto. And then they were also seen shot at the Rockwood Conservation Area, which is like a national park kind of thing. Cool. 
Yeah. That's kind of all I want to tell you about this one. Do you think I'm going to enjoy this one? I think you'll enjoy this one more than the first one. Do you, Where does this one rank for you out of the three Zombies films? Probably three, two, one. But if you're asking me about music, it's probably one, two, three. Okay, interesting. Yeah. But I think that's more just because I know the songs from the first one better. So for you, either way, this one is middle of the line. Yeah. That it builds maybe plot-wise on the formula. Set some of... good stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm interested. Like, I certainly liked this world a lot more than I initially liked the world of High School Musical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the cast are returning, that's also pretty good. I just feel like with this, like you say, High School Musical, top tier. I think this does a better job of setting up the world than, like, Descendants does. Which is saying something, considering how rich the world of the Descendants is. But with this one, we get a very, with this series, we get a very clear view because it's all set in this one town. We don't actually know what the world outside of this town is like. Are there like... I'm pretty sure everyone who lives in this town has been quarantined in there because of the zombie outbreak. Yeah, probably because it was it was a, a energy form that Seabrook had. Mm-hmm. It's like the cleanest source of energy in the whole USA. Yep. So they probably were like just left to their own devices. Yeah. I can't, yeah. It's weird, it's a very dystopian world and then you've got all the, like, everything is in pastel colours, specifically blue and pink and everything is and very... greens. There are greens introduced, but the zombie colours are red and green because yeah. they're more saturated colours and then the human colours are pink and blue, but, yeah. like, baby blue and, like, pastel. pastel. Yeah. I remember that. I remember the colours mm-hmm. and, like, how much, like, all the, how much all the zombies just look like the Joker because, obviously, the pale and the green. Yep. So... Yeah. Let me guess, um, the werewolves are going to have purple and brown as their colours. Sure. I don't know. Brown, it... definitely, because they, you know. Werewolves. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't think purple, though. Yeah. I mean, I know what their colour palette is, but yeah. Cool. Well, we will find out. Uh, we are heading back to Seabrook. Yes, indeed. This time... Uh, you fired up? Yeah, I mean, we might not get bit by a, a zombie, but we might get bit by a werewolf, so, you know. Sure. Bring some silver, just in case. Yep. And hopefully we will be back after this spooky intermission. And we are back. Yes. I had a blast with the zombies too. You definitely enjoyed this one more than the first I one. I really enjoyed this one. I think I was laughing a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a really fun little decom. And I think you're spot on. This feels far more Addison. However, I still feel like it's quite 50-50 between the two. Yeah, we jump back and forth, obviously. But I think Addison is more important in the grand scheme of this. Like yeah. we could cut some of the Zed scenes and it wouldn't matter that much. No. No, exactly. And it definitely is. It's more her story. Yeah. He's quite B-plot in this. Yes. But like I was saying, is you can definitely see this thread now really picking up of trying to find her place in the world. Mm-hmm. Like that feels even more important. It leads us to some great comedy, which isn't really what they were going for, but I found it funny. So. Yeah. Um, so we 
open same as the first one with the really nice animation yeah i love like the return of the animation where the pieces all sort of move separately as if they're made out of paper and somebody's moving them very cool yeah but do you want to explain the the story of how seabrook came to exist yeah, so white settlers arrived. <laughs> Colonizers arrived, yep, yeah. And fought wolves, and they found an energy source that they stole, and they put, like, hidden away so that the wolves couldn't access it. They don't specifically say wolves, they say monsters. A yes. tribe of monsters, which yes. is possibly... The worst way they could phrase it. Oh, yeah, because this is very on the nose considering, like, American history. Yeah. It's very much a twisting of American history. Clearly, this part of America where Seabrook, fictional Seabrook exists, has always had werewolves because that is that is what they're talking about. But they're very, very Native American coded. Yeah, because they do refer, like... They refer to themselves as a pack, obviously, yeah. because they're wolves, but they aren't traditional werewolves so here's the thing with like wolf representation this is the second kind of franchise as introduced wolves in this manner between twilight where obviously you've got the quillette tribe who are a real tribe in real life who did not deserve to be pulled into random twilight drama at least these guys aren't named but but then you've also got these guys the werewolves the pack here very much implied to be like this indigenous tribe. Yeah. Which then I have to admit, I was really pleased that when they showed up, they weren't necessarily, they were all just diverse mm-hmm. as a group of people. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But where is there something to this idea that wolves or werewolves are more like indigenous people? Or is it just like pure in it, like just pure luck that two franchises have picked up on it like this? I think, well, so there's loads of different werewolf mythology. Obviously, you have the ancient Greek one where Lycan is like turned into a wolf as punishment. Yeah. And then you do have what people call skinwalker myths, which I've heard is considered a negative term Mm -hmm. now. But mythologically wise, like there are stories about that. There's always, in like almost every culture, it's the same as dragons, almost every culture in the world has a dragon myth, right? So they definitely existed at some point in history. Yeah. Because it's weird that we all separately made these stories up. And also, there's werewolf ones all over the place. Like stories of humans who turn into monsters on the full moon and kill people. And I'm sure what it actually comes down to is that some poor human had some kind of serious mental illness and it just happened to coincide with the full moon and they killed someone. Yeah. And so the story was turned into a werewolf story because humans love doing stuff like that. We love to explain human actions with fictional stories yeah, because it makes us feel a little bit better about being humans. But with this, I think it just falls into... The issue of, oh, these people were here first. And the white people who have arrived think that they are monsters. And it's probably as well, they were like, oh, we want them to be really in tune with nature. And they probably didn't even think about it. Yeah, probably. I would be wholly unsurprised because from the feedback for this movie, there's really nothing mentioned 
about the wolves at all other than that they are coded to be like indigenous yeah other than that there's not a whole lot of like it's not like they put headdresses on anyone no 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 no, no. i actually thought the representation of them was really cool like when i saw this bit of the story i was like kind of dreading the Mm. reveal of the wolves i was like how are they going to be and actually yeah really it doesn't matter because they're just quite ordinary people Mm. definitely but i think what they probably did is when they were writing this one they went oh yeah the wolves they're like a tribe they're a pack they live in the forest in a cave they're all really in tune with nature and the moon and they went through all of those things and then they were like oh yeah and they were here first and then the settlers came and they stole their moonstone their source of power and then they made the film and then at no point did anybody go hey this kind of seems like you're writing about Native Americans? Yeah. And, like, nobody brought that up. I mean, in terms <laughs> of the plot itself, though, I actually quite like it, you know, the fact that something's been stolen from them hmm. and it's it's now impacting their way of life. And, again, very much similar to the, you know, struggles that you see in America where their quality of life is lessened by what's been stolen from them. Yeah. That their their ways are dying out and they're desperate to get a hold of it and they're still demonised now. Mm. It's very on the nose, but I do... I liked it as a plot. I just wish either it was done with the intention of making a statement in, like, a safer way as possible or, you know, maybe they'd realised the connotations and made a few adjustments. Mm-hmm. We get a really great shot at the end of this. Mm. So Zed's kind of narrating... And we get this great That's shot. It's Addison this time. It's Addison who's narrating. Mm. It will, okay, Zed has a bit of narration. And he comes, like, up from the sand, like, rises like a zombie, which I thought and was And once really we fun. go into the live yeah. action, yeah, and he's chasing the kids around because they're all on the beach. Because thought... apparently Seabrook has a beachfront. Of course, it's Seabrook. Yeah, but when they show it at the beginning... With the settlers going, it's landlocked. Now, you see, I, I think that's just the shot we saw of it. I think it's more just like Seabrook is on, like, the East Coast. Yeah, it must be. You know? Oh, yeah, because they're the mighty shrimp. But especially because, like, the settlers would have come and landed here. Okay. You know, if they're settling from England or something. Mm. Uh, but I really like that shot. And we learn that things are better. You know, business is booming. There's no longer any segregation. We see that the football coach has a side hustle. He's selling Froyo because zombies love it. And he mm. hopes that, like, he can quit his day job. Yeah, he's going to franchise. Yeah, I think it's a really fun little opening. It establishes how the world is different. Yeah. We see that they're destroying the old power plant. And I write, no good can come of this. It's definitely the fact that's been highlighted here. It's going to be important. Mm -hmm. And then we cut to cheerleader camp because everything's going well for Zed. So we now cut over to Addison, who's going to narrate and talks about hers. Yeah. And so cheer camp, they aren't allowed to have their phone. No, because like it's training. It's like intensive cheer camp. Yeah. Yeah. Bucky feels like he's really... It's like with Chad Charming. Mm-hmm. They've definitely made him more of a joke figure than in the first one. Yeah. In the first one, he was definitely the foil and he was over the top, but still felt quite human. Whereas here, he feels very much like a caricature. Yeah. And he's very caricature here and it's like people know who he is. 
he's got a bit of a reputation. Because I imagine he's a bit of a fan favourite from the first one. Like, people liked him. Well, he's also from a another TV show that I can't remember the name of. He's from a dance TV show. Yeah. It's on iPlayer. <laughs> so people like him. Yeah. But it felt like a weird choice for this character. Because does he really function in this world now? Like, he's... You know, the ideals he was striving for of zombies not mixing, Mm -hmm. that's kind of by the wayside. He's lost that battle. And if he wants to stay a part of this society, he needs to accept that. So he doesn't really have much to function here other than like a B-plot obstacle. Yeah. But I do like Cheer Camp and I especially like my favourite character, which is the dead-eyed shrimp mascot. Mm-hmm. in the background of my favourite character in this I know film. it is you love the shrimp the, the shrimp, shrimp is... mascot is hilarious which it's the third one that I think you're really going to like the shrimp mascot in my, my biggest issue is the fact that the, the shrimp mascot disappears very quickly into this film mm-hmm. I'd have loved they're if... only in crowd scenes at the school but that's it I, I wish they'd been in far more you want the them film. just running around with the other characters I want them I don't ever want them out of their costume I want them in every scene as in that costume mm-hmm. like that final scene in the um, like I know it's a really serious scene and it's really well played like flesh and bone I think it is I want the shrimp there break dancing on like the warehouse floor the yeah. shrimp was my favourite character and I just love this dead eyed shrimp and it's great it's, it's absolutely brilliant and, you know, Bucky still has favourites. You know, they're setting up like the Alphas versus the Betas, mm-hmm. the cheer camp. So the Alphas are like the prodigies and the Betas are like the newbies. Yeah. So you have the ACs leading the Alpha team, Alpha squad. And there's a new AC. I can't remember his name. but Tracy? Yeah. Possibly. But there's... Casey, Stacy, and then they put this new one in. And his actual name, is, he's not an AC. Yeah, but, but they... Oh, there it. you go. That's the one character that they've replaced. Yeah, but, you he's know... one of the ACs. But that's fine. They have them. And then you've got Addison, who is still spoken down to a little bit by Bucky. So he's not really different. And mm-hmm. she's leading all the new recruits. And Bonzo is one of the cheerleaders now. Yep. And they've got zombies on the squad because they're allowed zombies now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut back to the school. We just hear that Eliza's struggling because Eliza doesn't like feels like they've been neutered, really, with by the Z bands. Well, not even by the Z bands, but by the way that they're expected to behave. Yeah, she just like wants to... they're expected to disregard their own historical culture, which is very true, actually. Like, it's a very good point to pick up on the fact that, like, yes, don't get me wrong, obviously, zombies left unchecked are dangerous, but. They shouldn't forget about their personal histories and their cultures. Yeah. And the Z-band isn't there to stop them from being themselves. It's to stop them from eating people. Yes. Which, that's a good thing. And she does agree with that. But yeah. Like... But she also says that there's no proof that they still need the Z-bands. They might be able to control it now. Because mm-hmm. they, they, they might have evolved. But she just wants to roar. And I'm like, no good can come of this. Maybe she's going to be like her own worst enemy here as well. But yeah. then, like you say, it's all very valid that this is very much a, why aren't we celebrating our culture? Why are we pretending that we are these people when we're not? Mm-hmm. But it leads very well into our first song. Back at cheer camp, we have We Got This. Yeah. I like this song. I like that they're doing the 
What would you call it? I guess it's like an assault course. The cheer salt course. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I really like this. There's some weird bits. It's like, you know, at one point Bucky blasts a zombie cheerleader into water with like a spray gun. So like running it's called this a bugzooka. Bugzooka. It says it on the side of it. Did that guy die? Like... No. It's also two zombies that get yeah. shot into the water. And when, when you see them, there's one zombie already in the water who's just sort of flapping their arms yeah. up and down. Like, obviously standing on the bottom. Yeah, I just thought this was good because like you saw like the different events that they were doing. Mm-hmm. It's a good little montage because you see that you know they come down to the final event and the veterans are in the lead, but the newbies could win if they win this in like record time. Mm-hmm. You also see like the background of like because there's no phones, they're sending letters, but all of Addison's letters are being shredded by the ACs and turned into pom poms, which is causing a bit of a issue between Zed. Who wants to invite her to the prawn? Yes. The the prom. Um, Which he says is the Seabrook version of prom, but is much more like over the top. And yeah. then when we see it at the end, it's just a prom. It's, yeah. And they want to go on the prawn hall of fame, mm-hmm. which is really weird that you put like the prom pictures of like different kids each year and create like a huge mural. And especially because if you looked at it, they don't have space after this year's prawn. So what are they going to do? You have to Just go somewhere not bigger. do it anymore? Do they have to take down the previous ones? Who knows? But it's causing a divide between them because, you know, her pom-poms are now her letters. And, yeah, we get this really great little cheer sequence as they do that, like, the assault course, which is, like, different for each group. Like, one of them, the, the veterans have to go across this, like, line, this tight rope above mud which they hate Mm -hmm. and then the others have to climb uh, a a rock climbing wall and then they zip line down but you do a really nice like cheer sequence at the start before they're allowed to begin the course yeah and we were told that addison's group if they need if to win they need to do it in record time Mm -hmm. they do win they get to the end of the course they build a pyramid and she goes to ring the bell but she's on top of the pyramid for a good, like, ten seconds, like, cheering before she does the you bell. You were literally shouting at the screen and being like, please, uh, just ring the bell. Ring the bell. It's a record, you know? Like, you've wasted ten seconds. What if, like, that ten seconds cost her team? Mm-hmm. You know? But it's a really fun sequence and I really liked it. I thought it was a good song to, you know, start off the proceedings with. Bucky says he wants to be the school president. Because, like, he's achieved everything he can, so he's going to venture into student politics. But that if he becomes school president, he can't also be the cheer captain, so that would make Addison the new cheer captain. Possibly Addison. I don't really talk about who Addison's competition might be. It's the Aces. Yeah, but they don't specifically ever say which one of the Aces. You can't have three cheer captains. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's her stakes for this film. And then we cut to the bus and my favourite character is driving is the dead eye -eye shrimp mascot is driving Mm -hmm. still in his costume and I thought that was so funny I had to stop because I was laughing too hard that is so funny and Bree's talking about how she wants to date Bonzo but he can't even look at her nope and like then we see Bonzo's looking at her and he's like and he stares down at this apple he's carved with her face which is one way to like eat a human if you're a zombie like, mm-hmm. just carve their face onto the apple, like, brain, and eat it. 
Yeah, I don't think that's what he was going for with that. No, no, it was far more romantic than what I thought. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's cute. I, I wish more got done between those two. Yeah, we we really don't get anything with this. No, we kind of have three scenes. This is the first one. Then there's another scene later where they're just walking, talking. The third scene is like, we're together now. Yay. Mm-hmm. And I'd like more from them. As they're driving, Zed is creating this cute prawn proposal. Yep. Like he's got like signs that, you know, detonate and everything. Will you go to prawn? And he's standing there in the middle of the road with an arrow pointing with me. And then the prawn. But the issue is when he's setting it up. Yeah, he's in the middle of the road and he doesn't realise and the shrimp just drives into him, mm-hmm. which I think is great, you know. And they crash in yep. the Forbidden Forest. So now we're in Hogwarts. Yeah, I did wonder how they were getting away with that, but I suppose that... Nobody nobody owns the term Forbidden Forest. Mm. Like, I'm sure every, every culture again has a Forbidden Forest. One in the book, it's called the Black Forest, so... Yeah. But I like this bit where Bucky's like, every man for himself, and just dives out. He's out, straight away. <laughs> but that's what I mean, though. Again, like, it's very un-Bucky-ish behaviour from the first one. No, he absolutely would let everybody die. So that no, I know, but he wouldn't have... He'd have stayed on the bus. I don't think he'd have run out and, like, like taken a pratfall like that. No, that's true. He because would've... he's so... He would have done, like, a flip. To get out of there, you know. But this is it, considering how coordinated he is, the fact that he just lands on face plants, that's not like him. Mm. You know, I could understand, like, if he did that and then he turned to run away and he tripped over a root, but it felt very like pantomime. It should have been just a nondescript cheerleader who was like, <laughs> I'm out of here. Do you, sorry, this has just like popped into my head, but do you remember in the first one, the song Stand? No. Where she takes her wig off? Yes. And there's like, half a verse where Bucky sings with her. Yeah. And he's like feeling conflicted about his life choices and how he needs to be a better person. And then we get this version of Bucky who's not the same character. No, it's very weird, isn't it? Yeah. They really were just like, oh, we need comic relief for this one and we don't want it to be Zed anymore. Yeah. So Addison runs off. You know, I'm going to prove myself as cheerleader. And I didn't like this bit because as she runs off to find Zed, she stands in the middle of this voice and you hear like, I called it the native sound effect because it's just like the wind chimes and it felt very like, oh, is that what they're going for? It was more of a like rattlesnake noise. Yeah, but it just felt very much like when you see other films and they have... Yeah, I know what you mean. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm really dreading this. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But we get the wolves and actually I think I, I really like their vibe. We don't vibe. see them at this point, do we? Yeah. We see them there and we see um, Willa yep. Howl. Yeah. So we we do see them and everyone comes rushing oh, forward. Yeah, because then she outs them and gets Zed banned from the prawn. Yeah. Because, <laughs> Straight away. Yeah, that's it. Um, they're back in the town and obviously they're talking about this, you know, this, this new discovery that the wolves are there and the wolves are going to come. Zoe wants a pet werewolf, which... Bleh, questionable mm-hmm. they're people however she says it to Wyatt later on she does say it to Wyatt later on who at the time she doesn't know who he is but it, it still feels weird that like she's just like I just want a little doggy friend didn't they get her a dog at the end of the first one yeah she probably ate it zombies and all 
That's why they weren't allowed to have pets, though. Yeah. Uh, we also see that Zed's dad is a little bit of a racist. Yeah. He's like, yeah, they're, they're monsters. They're bad. Those freaks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those freaks. And I, I'm like, I'm glad that they actually had a zombie character who was against the wolves. Mm-hmm. Because we see that, like, even the people... Even, even Zed, at times, is a little, like... Racist. Racist to the wolves. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even though he's going on about how he's a better person, he's improved this town for the, the best, he still isn't necessarily the most noble character. I like it, because he doesn't do anything explicitly racist. It's a good learning curve for him, that it's not just, like, he deserves equality. Or, you know... Zed? Yeah. Yeah. It, so everyone the, should. His thing in this movie is... Basically, the rule, the monster laws are put back in place. So he's not allowed to go to the prawn with, I hate saying prawn. It's a prom. I'll um, say prom from now on. With Addison. And so the way he decides he's going to get around that is he's going to run for student council president. Which isn't going to work. Which really shouldn't affect anything, but sure. Yeah, like it won't change it. It's a law set up above the school. It's not just a school rule. It's not that the weird hipster Yeah, because teacher... Addison's mum is the mayor. Yeah, the weird hipster head teacher who's like wanting to be cooling down with the kids like, someone please high five me, please. Yeah. Oh, it's not that she made the cringe. rule, you know. But... He is constantly called out for the rest of this movie, right? Zed's plot is he wants to go to prom. That's his whole thing. And the way that he's planning on doing that is becoming not prom king. President. President. But he has no backup to his presidency. He has nothing that he wants to... He tries later on where he's like, no homework. He does. But Eliza keeps saying to him, hey, you need to instill this and talk about equality and you should get the school to teach zombie zombie language as a second language. Yeah. And all this stuff. She would be a much better president because she actually has a cause and things that she cares about. Then Zed, who's just like, I want to go to prom with my girlfriend and be on this wall of pictures, which is incredibly weird anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's. It's a shame that Eliza doesn't because... I think it would have been cooler if the end of this was that she'd become school president. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. That would have been a lot better. The saddest thing about all of this, I don't care that Zed can't go to prom. I feel really (laughs) bad for the football coach who has to abandon his side hustle Mm -hmm. and just runs off with his Froyo cart. Yeah. And then Zoe meets... I don't care about Zed at all in this movie. He's a terrible boyfriend. But he's not as bad as the boyfriend from Teen Beach movie. Who's like, I'm going to hang out with you, granddad. Brady, I yeah. want to say. Yeah. Uh, Zoe speaks to a nondescript character about how she's putting up like a wanted werewolf to be a pet thing. And I was like, oh, he's a werewolf then. And he's like, werewolves aren't real, little girl. And then she looks at him and says, what big the eyes, eyes you, you have. have. Yes, yeah, so it's like, okay, he's a werewolf. And Wyatt is an absolute babe. Right. Jesus Christ. Addison should date Wyatt. I, I do like this bit. They, you know, they've been in Seabrook all along. They've actually it coexisted peacefully. Mm-hmm. Like, And I, I like that as a touch, the fact that everyone's so scared of these wolves and they literally mean them no harm. Like, They're literally not doing anything. Before we've even met the wolves properly, because let's not, that's, that's not be wrong here. You could be kind of intimidated by them as like this villain. They're not villains. They literally just want... They're just random teenagers in the right? woods. Yep. But even here, the fact that we know that they can go in and out of Seabrook undetected and live peacefully. It's not like 
they're murdering people and eating their bodies. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're going about their lives. That I think is important because we're like, okay, I can get on board with the werewolves. The werewolves are actually less dangerous than the zombies. Yeah. Talk to me about their design because that's one of the things that you mentioned before. (laughs) I can't remember. Outside of looking really handsome and like leathery. Yeah, so they they wear a lot of leather. It's all very... They actually don't have a set colour scheme. They wear a colour and brown. And this is the thing, it's because they have like the blue in their necklaces. Yeah. But I guess that's because it's a moonstone and then because it's out of spacey, that's going to kind of come with the aliens because the aliens are blue. Mm-hmm. More on that at the end their of the Their colour is blue and silver, yeah. But, you know, so that's why that little bit of blue there yeah. makes but sense. But all of the werewolves have this white streak in mm, their hair. I like the white streak. And this is relevant because Wyatt thinks that Addison is this like great alpha the great alpha I think is what he calls her yep um and Willa is like now that's dumb <laughs> yeah because they've seen this prophecy that the great alpha will help them find their moonstone I was thinking what do they want to evolve a Clefairy and then we realized I was like no the moonstone is the source of power that the Seabrook settlers took yep so we then get a really great song we own the night Yes, so this is the TikTok song. If you have been on TikTok and you've heard the I'm the alpha, I'm the leader song, then you know what this is because it's hilarious. Oh, man. We had to stop halfway through this film because I was like, these kids are reminding me of that wolf girl on TikTok. Yeah. And then you had to explain to me the origin. There was always one kid at school who was the wolf kid. Why are you staring at my love? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) It's one of my favourite TikToks because it's so stupid. It's a whole series. It's great. I know. It's so stupid, but I I love it. It just makes... Every time you're scrolling through and I hear that noise, I'm like, I need to come and see what you're watching. (laughs) But I really like this. The choreography. They get nice sharp movements to the choreography. Yeah, and they dance with claw hands, which I think as a dancer, you get trained to not do that, to dance with like perfect, pretty hands. And so to do that is like a very, it creates a very interesting silhouette. Yeah, I liked this. I thought it was a really good job. And ultimately they end up hiding out in the school. They're like, we'll go to her, we'll go to the great alpha. Who they haven't said explicitly is Addison at this point, but I'm like, it's Addison. Yeah. So it's not going to be Zed. Because, you know, and, and as soon as they're there, they just want out of the school ASAP. They don't want to be there. They literally just want what is theirs mm. and they'll leave. They're all clearly as well very well educated. So, yeah. oh, they also say they don't actually live this close to town. Yeah. They've come here to search for the Moonstone. Their elders can't travel because they're all really sick so when their moonstone necklaces run out of power they can't be werewolves anymore but also they'll die yeah and so there's like already more stakes than anything zed's trying to do yeah exactly so we can't speaking of to zed and addison arguing over prom she won't go without him and he doesn't want her to miss out and they're like oh look at us even when we argue it's so silly even when we argue we're adorable yes but this is where he decides to run for school president and bucky has his great entrance and he punks out the teacher where he's like goes to give her a high five she's oh yes and he does the hand through the hair thing she's like 
devastated. This poor woman has nothing else going on and she's just Clearly. mocked by teenagers. And Zed makes his entrance. You know, he, he trips, but, you know, he gets a lot of cheers, which mm-hmm. is good. But then uh, we, we cut back to the wolves and they, they're, they're told that they're not scared of anything except silver, ticks and rabies. Yep. So this is the bit as well where they hold on to the silver trophy and they're like, ow, ow, ow. Oh, yeah, because it's made out of real silver. And they have that one girl, the... the Winter. Uh, Winter. That's I baby like, area. I liked Winter and she's like holding on to it like... And then... She's like, I control myself. I can hold it. And, and then she can't. You can see like the hand smoking, yeah, and why it just saves her. So the wolves crash the election party. And then like Zed shouts football team defensive formation and they get in and block addison against the wolves Mm -hmm. which is so weird and like eliza's like use the c-band come on you can do this he's like no because i don't want to see him as me a monster the shrimp comes back for the last time he covers his eyes yep because of the horror which is great but it's not like the eyes in his mesh Mm -hmm. it's his eyes and the wolves are like lying and that instead of doing this through conflict we're gonna lie and say we're here to join the school and okay fine yep they're accepted off they go yeah willa is very good at switching between how she actually feels about things and getting what she wants <laughs> yeah no willa's a good leader i, I like willa mm-hmm. it must be quite difficult as well because like here they all are being like, oh, yeah, we want this great alpha. And she's like, well, I'm the alpha. I'm the leader. I've got everyone's best interests. And she kind of does, too. She really does. She's a good leader. Addison is told she's going to have a trial practice as captain. And then Bree's talking and makes Zed aware that this will only happen if Bucky is school president. So they realise that neither one of them can both get what they want. But Zed's like, well, I'll be happy if you're happy. Yeah. And again, it's like, you're so disgusting. And I just really, yeah, I, I like the wolves. So I like like their blue stairs and they're, they're just walking through the corridors, intimidating people. They get their claws and they scratch along the um, lockers. Yeah. And Zed's like, I'm going to get the wolf vote. I didn't realise we'd be getting like political drama in Zombies too. Mm. But it doesn't really get much. They're, they're not really that interested Willa points out that there's lies in the Seabrook history books. Which is the only time it's brought up. Yeah. Like, like, except for right at the end of the movie, Willa's like, this is how this works, and these are all lies, and Addison's like, I didn't know that. And Willa's like, yeah. And Zed's just like, mm, okay. Zed doesn't care at all. Yeah. And we also get Zoe, who's like, talking to Winter. It's like, Winter's like trying to intimidate, and she just like starts scratching her ear. And Winter's like, oh, this is heaven. Oh, yeah, all the wolves have pointy ears, which I appreciate. That's cool. It's yeah. good character design. Yeah, because Zoe's like, oh, you're such a cute little dog. You said, you you, you said rough. So like, no, which, we're, that we're feels rough. racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is where we learn that without their necklaces, they die. Willa notices Eliza and it's kind of, which I don't feel ever goes anywhere. I thought like they'd be setting up more of a plot where Willa and Eliza were like both conspiring to let the monsters out. Mm-hmm. Which didn't really ever go anywhere. Yeah. We get do it like the zombies do. I do like this song. Very short song. It is a very short song, but we get some really good lines. Like how basically the wolves are just kind of taking the mick out Mm. of the zombies. 
and they're saying like, oh, trim your nails, get a manicure. And then Winter says, now shake your tail like a Labrador. And Zed does not get that she's being sarcastic. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I did like this song. It was a good little number. It was, it was fun. But then we, we learn that Zed's poll numbers aren't great because like, you know, people are still a little bit nervous. He's like, oh, I've got to, you know, mm-hmm. I've got to, I've got to try and think about how I can appeal. Is this where he reveals like the photo that he's taken, which is very human of him? Like he's like Zeke for pres, Zed for president. And I keep calling him Zeke. Zed for president, and and it's been photo edited to, to make look, him look more human. He's got he's still got green hair, but it's like no, he's not even got the green hair there. It's like not. do you remember in the first one where he went like he turned his Z band fully the other way? Which is date. dangerous, yeah. But do you remember that? It's that version of him where he's completely... Nothing about him looks like a zombie. Which I didn't is, even catch that. But then again, like, Eliza's getting really miffed off with that because you're denouncing your heritage mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you you know, you're going to disillusion the people you're trying to empower. I don't know if we get there or if it's later on. Uh, as uh, they're going about the school, Addison invites the wolves to cheer. Mm-hmm. And then we get the We Were Born For This as like an instrumental in the background as they're doing cheer practice. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you were impressed. I was like, is that this song? Yes. Yeah, it's good. And Zed and Eliza walk in and Eliza makes Zed jealous of Wyatt. Because like Wyatt and Addison are getting on really well. Mm-hmm. And that also feels like it's part of this plot that there's something between Willa and Eliza to get in the middle. Yeah, but it also seems like kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really do much. Because Wyatt does seem like he's genuinely interested in Addison, but they have no chemistry. And she also has no... Which, before I say this, Meg Donnelly and Milo Mannheim, when this film came out, were dating in real life. I don't know if they still are. Yeah. But at the time. And they don't have any chemistry in this film. No. But it does feel very much like Troy and Gabriella. Which more on that in a moment. In High School Musical 2. Yeah. And they didn't have the best chemistry in the second one either. They didn't have good chemistry in any of them. I know. But, but that's because Gabriella's the villain of the series. Yes. So, you know. Look, any any wildcat that's not Troy is a, is a villain. Sharpie doesn't count because she's not a wildcat. No. Winter, we see, has this coughing fit because her moonstone's on the, like, Brits. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can see, like, the impact it's having. Yep. And then Bucky walks in and he thanks Addison for helping his cause. Like, look, the cheerleaders are so wolf positive. Like, that's going to give me all the votes. And Zed and Addison argue because Zed's like, you're supposed to be on my side in all of this. No, they argue because he's like, you're cheating on me with this werewolf. Yeah. And but, she's like, what are you talking about? But he about? also goes to the cheapest of shots. Because he like talks, oh, because he has done the poster there as well. Because she yeah, she says, I don't know who this guy is, but that's not who I'm dating. Like you're changing yourself for these people, and he says, oh, says the girl who's worn a wig her whole life, and she's like, okay, dude, what? Like I know sometimes we like, say that things was her in- trauma that she had to deal with, and she dealt with it. Yeah, that's it's it's awful. I feel like they definitely should have broken up, but we gotta we, we have gotta find where I, I can't belong. believe they didn't break up in this film. Yeah. It's 
I guess that would have been too high school musical to have them break up for 10 minutes before they, they get back It to kind them. of feels like they are here because Gotta Find Where I Belong is basically, I've got to go my own way. What about us? What about my tea necklace? <laughs> you know. Speaking of necklaces. Does she ever get a Z necklace? That would have been Thank great. Thank God she doesn't ever get a Z necklace. Z for zombie lover, you know. Ugh. Yeah. It's, it, it, this is my weaker sequence of the film. The i got to find where I belong, because it's just All like... Right, okay. it, it feels like, okay, we're just going to go through the High School Musical 2 yeah. playbook. Right, we've done this. Okay, now we're going to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I like this bit, the wolves come to take Addison away. Like, they come to the door, and she's like, ah! She says, what do you want? And they're like, just follow us. <laughs> yeah, and the elders are dying, so the future of the wolves is on these cubs. Yep. And Eliza and everyone else tracks Addison to the forest because she's like, oh, yeah, no, oh, I can... Oh, you've, you've got her phone. It's not Eliza, it's... No, Eliza's there and Eliza's... It's whatever Addison's friend is Bree's called. there. Bree comes up and yeah. she's like, she sent this message saying, help, I think the wolves have got her. And then somehow they're able to track her, but Eliza does the tracking because she's the smart one because she could obviously hack the z Oh, she's tracking her phone, yeah. Yeah, and they, they go off... And then we cut to like the cave and they're all howling and they're like, oh, you're very good. And then she does another howl. She howls and they're like, how dare you swear? Yeah. There's, there's cubs here. There's wolf pups. Yeah. And then we get called to the wild, which is a great song as well. Mm-hmm. Oh my days. There's so many good songs in this one. They do that stick dancing thing. Yeah. They do the stick dance, which is literally cropped up so often since like I've been watching, I rewatched Malcolm in the Middle and there's one where like Malcolm's mum does it. Yeah. And then I've seen it on TikTok a few times in here. But I do like the little log dance and the coordination needed mm-hmm. for it. It's very cool. Um, Addison is told that what they project what the great alpha looks like onto the wall. Yeah. And all you can see is that it's a girl yeah. with white hair. Now, at <laughs> and this point... you can't point, see her face. I'm like, okay, so now this is Frozen 2. This is the show yourself sequence where she like walks in and she's suddenly like... <laughs> This is the one you've been waiting for. And she's looking at this projection of herself. Because you know how Elsa gets all these memories and she sees everything. Yeah. That's what's happening here to Addison. She's like, I am the one you've been searching for. Yeah. Like, oh. Which, like, obviously Addison as a character feels very lost and very alone. And so this is exactly what she wants. I do empathise because I think everyone's had that time where they feel like they don't belong. And they try to absorb themselves in something that isn't them but they hope it will gain them some friends yeah but that's why people join cults oh yeah this and is it's not a good thing no but this is her joining a cult isn't it really yeah essentially she gets a magical makeover which actually suits her but the wig so meg donnelly does does have blonde hair but if you look at her in the first one for all of the blonde parts she's that's her hair and then for all of the white hair parts, obviously it's a wig. So here they swap her normal white hair wig for this. Daenerys. Game of the yeah Game of Thrones braid wig, and it's longer than also Viking esque. Like yeah, this Viking werewolf queen. Yeah, it's it's very braided. It looks very cool. Um, and she gets a cool jacket and she has eyeliner on and so... Oh yeah, she's, she looks great here. We get a great line where her parents are like, if you joined a rock band. <laughs> she looks so much better here than she does as a cheerleader. <laughs> she does. But Zed and everyone else arrives to save the day 
And, and it turns out that she texts Brie because she needed help with her chemistry, chemistry homework. homework, not because she needed help. But there's also a moment as well we see, and it's really important in hindsight, these moonstones affect technology. So we've seen... break Zed's Z-band. Yeah, so like magnetises it or something and he's zombies out. Yeah. They, they fix him. And then, yeah, she, she says to Z, to Zed... I, I think I might be a wolf. My hair means something. And I laughed because I'm just like, this girl. And that, what's funny is it is her hair that means something. It and literally how she's gonna... is her hair that means something, but not right now. <laughs> Got to wait another but year. It's just so funny because it's like, yeah, you know, she's on the right track, but she's like, my hair, it's a clue. She's not wrong. No, she's not. And they also realised that Seabrook Power Station might be where the Moonstone is. Yeah, because it's just the magical energy source. Yeah, and obviously now we've got the stakes of we're going to stop this demolition. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Addison is asked, have you joined a rock band? Because her parents are shocked. Oh, yeah, she she's given this necklace, a fully charged moonstone necklace. But it's the alpha necklace or the great alpha. Yeah, but this one is the only one that's got 100% charge on it. The rest of them are losing their charge, they're dying out. They need to find the moonstone so that they can charge everybody up. And... If she wears it, and she really is a werewolf, she'll transform. So they give it to her, and she's like... Can I think about it? Who am I? What do I do? And so they give her a day to decide. And she's still kind of not sure, but... Yeah, but the next day at school, she puts the ACs in their place, and they're like, uh, where did this attitude come from? Yeah. She definitely looks like this grungy emo kid, which is very cool as well. It's very funny amongst all of the pink pastel. Yeah. And she ultimately decides to, like, join the wolves. She decides to do it because when she's talking to Zed, he's like, you belong here with me. And she's like, I gotta go my own way. (laughs) Yeah. She's basically sick of him telling her that. Yeah. Like, essentially, because he knows who he is. He doesn't have... Well, he is having an identity crisis because he needs to accept his zombie identity. Yes. But it's not the same as what she's having where she wants to accept her identity, but she doesn't have... She doesn't understand that part of herself at all. Yeah. So she's just working on that. This is the difference is Zed knows who he is, so he's come to terms with that identity. He's just kind of like... Right now he's betraying it. Yeah, Yeah, but like he's, he's trying to compromise his identity... For the, you know, what he thinks is the greater good. Mm-hmm. He, Addison shows Zed the necklace. Yes. And he steals it. Yes, because she then goes to the wolves and says, like, I'm joining you. And I put it on and she's like, where is it? Oh, I lost it. And like, you lost our great symbol. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what they do. No, they speak quite normally. But, the, 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 you know, they're disappointed. And like, Wyatt tries to stand up for her, but Willa's like... Willa's know. like, no, if she was actually the great alpha. She would understand how important that is. Exactly. Whereas back at the election, Bucky has put up scary Zed pictures and Zed's like, how are they going to vote for me now? And I, I, I'm a monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eliza says it's more than just running for her. It's like for all zombies. Like, don't just do it for Addison. You're doing it for all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, get your head in the game. And then we get cabinet rap battle. Which is actually called... I'm winning. Yeah. I liked this. I thought this was different and, like, a really nice way of doing it. And, like, obviously has just stolen it from Hamilton. Yeah. But... I like how Zed gets everybody on his side. Yeah, and they kind of the back and forth with each other. 
But I did really like this as a sequence. I thought it was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Zed ultimately gets all the support. Um, mostly because he's like, no homework. Yeah. Free I'm lunches. Winning. Yeah, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. School trips forever. I'm winning. And then, you know, just as he gets the support, he's tapping on his, like, pocket. And he we see that the... the- Alpha. Moonstone attaches itself to his Z-band and shorts it out and he goes for a zombie. And he just threw away his shot. Yep. But yeah, he malfunctions and he's like but trying Bucky, to control it all. It's so weird because Bucky is stood right next to him and Zed's saying to him, you need to get away from me. And Bucky's like, no. Bucky's like, no, no, I know you won't hurt me. But they don't. They don't know that. And Why gonna... is Bucky so sure? He's trying to look like a hero. That's what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, he's like, well, that's it. I've lost my chance. And the wolves are headed to Seabrook Power. Yes. And and we get Flash and Bone, which is another phenomenal sequence as they go in. And it feels really gritty. Like, it feels like Empire Strikes Back levels of this trilogy. It's like really getting to the, the like heart of the matter here. Like, it's a really, like, raw sequence. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. But it feels like this is the issue we're facing. Like, the dance is good as well. Yeah. So the well shot first. They do their little section of this song yeah, on their own, and little... then they immediately get arrested. Yeah, but, they're, they're, but it's not just arrested. There's liquid silver gets sprayed over them. It's oxidized yeah. silver. Yeah, it's like so a like gas. they're actually being killed with this. You know, like mm-hmm. allergic reactions. Before this scene, you also have like uh, Addison saying to others, you know, like they need all of us. We're going to go and help them. Mm. So, you know, to Brie. Yeah, she's rounding up the humans and the zombies to go and help the werewolves because we need everyone for this. Yeah. And they do, you know, they do. They bring cheer to stop the demolition. And it's a really, really good, powerful sequence. Like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Love the choreography throughout this film. But again, you get, like, some of the zombie, like, street dance. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, Zed's dad decides to stop the demolition and he promises to help find the the stone when it's safe yeah he's gonna get all of the munitions out of there and then but he agrees with it like absolutely this is the right thing to do and and addison's parents seem to do the same feel the same as well like addison's like it's her dad yeah listen dad this is what we need to do it's right Mm -hmm. uh and zed comes clean about sealing the necklace so she is done with him she's like, fine, I'm a werewolf. She puts it on. Oh, this was so funny. And it shouldn't be funny. It shouldn't have been funny. It was meant to be a really... It's kind of a heartbreaking moment. But because they're all outside the building now. And she puts on the necklace facing away and she turns to Brie and is like, raw. And she and has her hands like, happened. Claws, like, nothing's happened. We get this really sad line from Brie where Brie's like, you're beautiful, Addison, but you're the same kind of beautiful you've always been. Yeah, which is sad because like, Brie is a good friend, I think. Brie's like, a great character. We don't spend we don't, enough time no. with her. Her and Bonzo. <laughs> no, well, Bonzo was my... The character I wanted to be last time around. Bonzo barely gets he anything. There's nothing in this one. You know, it's very much so aware that they've just got this, like, comedic presence. Like, him playing trombone knocks mm-hmm. Zed off, you know, into the election trail. But, you know, it's a really beautiful line. And, and you know, it's very true. Sometimes you just got to look within yourself and appreciate yourself for the person you are. Yeah. Um. The... Demolition device shorts out and Seabrook Power is blown up. Yep, so we get explosions galore. And and all the werewolves immediately like... (laughs) Yeah, they start to cough. And they go off and everyone's separate. But Zed goes up to the wolf clan in their caves and he's like, the wolves have to embrace being monsters. 
That he was wrong, basically. He was wrong. He's learnt. And then we cut to prom and we see Bucky come out in this great suit. And then we get my favourite line. Zombies and werewolves in formal wear. Because they all decide to crash the prom. Oh, and I think it's Stacy, the blonde AC. Yeah. It's like, they look good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's into it. And like the culmination of the Bonzo and Bruce Ryan as they get their prom date. He like, asks her to the prom at prom. Yeah. Week. Yeah, but they're both speaking in zombie tongue to each other as well. Yeah, she learnt zombie tongue. Yeah. And very quickly, Zed and Addison have made amends, which like, you know, cool. But they've been angry at each other for three minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've moved that very forward very quickly. But we also get the Sunday reprise, which is like, you know, a girl and a zombie. Yeah, you know, which is nice. It's a, it's nice, a nice, nice thing for them to do. And I, I think it's a really cute prom sequence. It's like what Twilight did, you know, where they have like the same music come back and forward all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's that one song when they're, they're dancing at prom in the first film. It comes back, I think, for their wedding sequence in Breaking Dawn. Uh, American. Yeah, I like that. that and it's nice. Something. It's a nice callback. And then obviously you get the two films, the final two films that both have. Flightless bird, American mouth. Yeah, but I like that, and I like that it comes back. I think not enough series do that where they call back to certain music. Mm -hmm. It's nice. So they're dancing, and then suddenly, earthquake, Mm -hmm. and they find this huge crack. Yeah, it opens up in the floor in the school and they, you can see the moonstone light coming out of it. Yeah. Which is now purple, despite the fact that all the necklaces are blue. Yeah, maybe it's just like damage. Yeah. So they follow it and they find it. Hooray! How far do they have to walk or is the power station right next to the school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they go and they click their necklaces to it and it supercharges everything. And they're like, yes, wolf powers. Yep. But they have to get it and they try to lift lift it, but they can't. So then the zombies and the humans all help and they start carrying it together, which is really good. The power of teamwork. Mm-hmm. But then like another tremor hits and a huge rock falls and blocks the door. Yeah. And they decide that the only way for them to do this is for Zed to... Zombie out yeah. and move it. Yeah. Yeah, which is, so he does and he opens it like he's in control. Like, you're not the monster. You, you know, embrace the monster. You can control this. It's very Jekyll and Hyde-esque rather than... I guess his arc here, though, is learning, like Eliza said. He can be his zombie self without needing to compromise. And that's the thing, the Zed bands, if you just channel it, you've got, like, control. Yeah. But they have this moment where... Like, everyone gets out and then it shuts and everyone's like, and then you hear like a cramp when it was like, oh my God, Zed. Yeah, they turn around and there's like dust everywhere. <laughs> I said to you, can you imagine if they actually killed him off here? But again, and I'd say it's one of the few things about this film, they don't allow bits like this to last. To last. Yeah. They've just got to be like, and it's okay. Because Zed walks out and yeah, it's okay. And then Bonzo howls and he got it perfect and Wyatt's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no discussion on Wyatt and Bonzo like going to prom together. Yeah. But, you know, we we end up with one for all. 
which is prom tonight. Yep. And I'm disappointed there's no prom mascot here. You know, why, why, why is he not here? Like, oh, the know, shrimp mascot, but with like a bow tie? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. why is he not dressed up in like prom gear? Like, he'd be great to have here. Like, imagine him in that final scene there, looking all dejected as it looks like Zed is dead. <laughs> and then like he does a little jump in the background. And Addison's made cheer captain, which is cheer tabulous. And unlike High School Musical, they kiss to end the No. Film. But not before. Addison's curled up in bed. Yep. And we see this flash of blue light. It's like a shooting star yeah. goes across, but it crashes in the background, which is not relevant in the next movie. Is it really not at all? Completely not at all. And her hair lights up blue. Yeah. So, Because her alarm clock's like shorting out. Yeah. So, you know. I wonder what it could mean. <laughs> What could it mean? What could it mean? It means that she's an alien. You know. Yeah, she's not. But I like the idea that she's already thinking, you know, what does my hair mean? Why is my hair like this? Mm -hmm. Like, she's already aware of something. And I think that's, like, interesting. Yep. What was your best song in Zombies 2? Because you said this one's, like, second for you musically as well. Mm. Um, I think... My best song is like the zombies do. I put it's that and then Call to the Wild. I put We Own the Night and then and Flesh and Bone and Call to the Wild is like my my next one along. Cool. Those two songs are my absolute favourites. My skip song is Gotta Find Where I Belong. I agree. Like it's just it, it's it's very high school musical. It doesn't feel like it does much for this world. Mm-hmm. But they're just like we need to throw this in. This could have come after their argument and especially when she's like struggling like i'm not a wolf and i'm you know yeah like before it, the prom like maybe i'd have liked it more at that point mm-hmm. who's your mvp for this one well i know who yours is yeah the prawn mascot like, yeah the little shrimp he's great every time mm-hmm. he's on the screen i'm having a great time and that's the role i want to play as well i'm Fair. dying on this hill Mine is probably Willa, so Chandler yeah. Kinney, who plays Willa. She's very good. I, I also really like Wyatt. You know, if I had to give, like, an, a serious MVP, like, I would put Wyatt, mm-hmm. and I'd want to play Wyatt. Yeah. But, you know, the shrimp mascot was, like, my absolute favourite. So, you know. Who would you want to play, then, with this one? Who did I say last time? Addison. I, I think you said Addison. That's, like, my only option. It is really, isn't it? Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. You don't want to be one of the 80s? No. Cool. So over to Twitter, where we put up a poll for the week. 54% of people said they've never seen Zombies 2, which isn't really surprising, mm-hmm. I have to admit, especially because it's, you know, come out maybe a month before Disney Plus over here, certainly, but it would have come out when the Americans had Disney Plus. So it probably was like a Disney Plus thing instead of a Disney Channel. Yeah. So it was that uh, D-Pom. Uh, the Shrimp is called Shrimpy the Shrimp. Yeah, Shrimpy the Shrimp. Mm-hmm. That's where I'd want to be. 4% of people said no, flesh and yawn. 17% of people said it's okay, with a quarter of people voting, 25% saying yes, winning. Cool. We heard from at Azari, 
who said, I vaguely remember the first one, never saw the others. It was fine, but extremely by the numbers and tame, even by Disney standards. I am glad Meg Donnelly is getting better roles now. She was definitely the highlight of that franchise. And she is very good. Like, she's very grounded in comparison to -hmm. everyone else. And then we heard from your next favourite movie, at YNF Movie Pod, who said, can't remember it all that well, but my kids love all three zombie movies. And they have the soundtracks. Luckily, they're mostly in the car with my wife, so she has to listen to them. I've definitely seen the first one a good amount of times, the sequels less so. Yeah. And it does, I think, you know, this is a very good, like, accessible film for kids. Mm. You know, and I can imagine, like, the next generation of, like, big horror fans will probably have got their start from something like this. You've got to have, like, these characters introduced. Yeah. In a safer way. I gave this one four stars because I really enjoyed it. I knew you would. I had a great time watching this. This might possibly be like my highest rated DCOM, but I really liked this one. I thought it was fun. I thought the songs were, each song was really good Mm -hmm. and the choreography was great. And I really did like the stakes in this one. And I just, you know, outside of Zed, I feel like the cast are all like, they've all got something really substantial to get into compared to other DCOMs that we've watched. So, yeah. four stars for me. How did it compare for you? Like, when was the last time you watched this? Probably um, when it came out. So you've not watched it maybe since, like, March or April since the pandemic when we got Disney+. Plus mm-hmm. And I'd, like, been out of the flat or something. Yeah. Better for the second time of watching it? Or... Yeah. I Like you say, this one's really fun. And I think it's more fun than the first one, for sure. What about the music, having rewatched it? Would you still say number one is your favourite musically, or...? Yeah, I think so. But again, I think it's more to do with that. I know that soundtrack a lot better. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. I I, I like this one. and It does excite me, The Zombies 3. Mm -hmm. I think it was really funny that the description for this one was like, Zed and Addison have to solve a problem to go to prom together. And then it loaded up Zombies 3 and you got like paragraphs of like plot. Yeah. So you can see that maybe the perception within Disney on Zombies 3 is different. Mm. Because it'd be like the first... Decom post COVID, maybe. It's a yeah. big deal. So, next week, we will be going to the new Victoria Theatre in Woking for Bat Out of Hell. Yeah. Very excited. We're actually seeing that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Say hello if you're there and you see us. But, you know, let us know your thoughts on Bat Out of Hell, the musical. I am a huge Meatloaf fan. Bat Out of Hell was a huge part of my teenage years. So I'm very excited to see how this jukebox musical works. I I guess it's not a jukebox musical because it's probably more like Mamma Mia where they've put together a plot based on the songs. So I'm very excited to see how this one goes. Yeah. And like we mentioned last week, we are going to be doing a year in review. So I will be posting up on Twitter and Instagram an image of like, every musical we've watched this year like a nice list so that you can look at those and vote it's not the best episode that we have put out it's the best musical that we have watched yes and like last year you can go back and listen to the year in review for 2021 you'll hear that we've got loads of great comments from some fantastic uh people some people i think it was tara kabash also sent us in a voice note which was great we got to include that so you could email us your thoughts uh, DM us on Twitter, Instagram, at it's a musical pod, or email us on 
to musicalpod at gmail.com and get involved in the conversation because we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. As always, you can subscribe to us on a multitude of good podcasting platforms. We are available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Amazon Music app onto the podcast section of the library, Stitcher, and we're on Good Pods and our OG hosts, Podbean. And if you like what we do, you can head over to any of those platforms and leave us a five-star review or head over to podchaser.com. But until next week, we have had the treat. Will Bat Out of Hell be a trick? <laughs> you have to find out. Same Bat Place, same Bat Channel. Same Bat Out of Hell channel. Yes, I can kind of feel it. <laughs> have a magical musical Monday. 